1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
3: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad It's 135 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Guests on the show. Received gift certificates to Japanese village now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, we've still got, uh, our orders now. Prospect report, which will come down the pipe around 148, 149. Brendan's gonna look at Logan Stankoven today. He should know him well. He's out of, uh, Brendan's place for Brendan's hometown team. And, uh, we'll have this day in Oilers history as well. I promised we'd open up the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We are going to do so and we're going to start with John on line number one. We dropped the puck. John, your thoughts. Where are the Oilers at right now? Well, uh, for starters, it was a difficult game last night.
2: Really proud of how the guys played. I mean, they left everything out there, but obviously the reason we're in this situation is because we don't have proper depth surrounding Connor and Leon and Darnell. And you know, I'm kind of venting here a bit, but the thing is, there's one person to blame, and that's Bob Nicholson. This is a guy who didn't do his job right five, six years ago, and we're all still paying, to the, pr- paying the price for it today. You know, you go out, you make a, do a forensic audit, decide, okay, we've got to hire a new GM. Then he goes out and doesn't even interview anybody else, doesn't even do a thorough interview process. Like... How it's a, that's not how you do your job when you're in his position. Most managers at your local McDonald's do a more thorough due diligence when they hire their kitchen staff than Bob Nicholson did, or than Bob Nicholson did when he hired Shirelli. And then he lets him.
0: Don't tell me we dropped again here. Do, do we still have him? I want to. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, here. I'm here. I'm sorry. The last we heard from. Then he lets him. Uh, what uh, you were going to say?
2: Well, uh, where, where did, what was the last thing you heard me say? Well, oh, well, just, you know, he didn't do any due diligence. And then he lets us, lets Shirely run the team into the ground, starting with the 2015 draft, deepest draft in history. And we trade most of our picks when we have not a lot of prospects. You know, fast forward three years later, decides he's going to fire Shirely and lets him sign Koskinen into a three-year deal. $4.5 million bucks. are you kidding me? The guy had 40 games under his belt and we're still paying the price. That is still going to be a cap issue going forward for next year. It's going to stop us from being able to do things this summer.
0: All right, John. Yeah, uh, you're kicking out. The, the, the one thing I just, just, just on Peter Shirelli. in hindsight, uh, look, man, it it was not a move that ulti- uh, worked out for the Edmonton Oilers. That's a given. But the one thing I will say, there was no appetite for any meddling from specifically what was perceived as the Oilers' old boys at that time with Shirelli. He was given carte blanche to manage the team, and his personality was one that he was not exactly the most inclusive fellow. That's just, I'm, I'll say that as somebody who, I forced my time on Peter, traveling with the team on a day to day basis. He was not a guy that was always, oh, he probably gave me more time than anybody. And he's, you know, but I know he had a pretty clear and distinct view of how his orbit operated and how the world works. So, uh, we gave you, we gave you your time. You're cutting in and out. Uh, Brendan, should we move on to the next call? I'm sorry. This is the mercy of taking calls. Uh, but John made some, uh, interesting points. Let's go to KJam. We're going to try KJam on line number two. KJam, how you doing? KJM, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Go ahead. You're okay. on. Okay.
3: Yeah. No, so uh, I just wanted to – you were asking about where we're at as a team right now, and I think yeah. that, you know, like we, we've we been talking for a year or two about how this summer was going to be a really big summer, and I think that there's some, some things that have, have come into play here, unfortunately, to make it not – not be poised to be as big a summer as it could have been, obviously with the flat cap and uh, the the inability for the league to continue to grow and to even be able to to see the fruits of the the new TV deals and all of that stuff, which really should have played into having even more cap space for the Oilers at this time and place. Um, certainly, you know the other teams feel that too, but uh, I think that it's important in this situation though that. Um, you know, uh, we all know what, what the, the problems of the team are, and most of them are, are at five on five. We've, we've, had, we've been you know blessed with some good special teams over the last few years. and you know we've, we've talked about a, a bit about face offs in, in some different situations too. But I think that even off the ice to, to help move on the ice, I think that the Oilers should um, potentially be looking to invest more heavily into analytics. Um, I, I don't think that they're oblivious to, to analytics being, um, you know, to play. And certainly, you know, I've, I've in my own experiences seen, you know, things that you know the, the numbers don't tell the whole story. But um, certainly, you see teams that have invested heavily into those into those areas doing extremely well, um, spending well, and uh, and getting great return for uh, the players that they're getting. So, you all know, right, KJ, when are yeah, out just, there spending I... our money.
0: Yeah. I just want, I just want to say on the analytics, uh, I, would say the owners are certainly aware of it because they listen to their fan base and this fan base knows analytics when it comes to, there's no question. We got lots of guys out there that criticize the team, but also maybe support the perspective. Like you've got to build more depth and the analytics would prove that. So I, 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 I hey, there's, uh, at the end of the season, Edmonton, if you don't win, there's going to be criticism. When it comes with the territory. Just wanted to circle back to Lax Texter, or John, or Caller te- The one that I, I didn't, uh, get across there. We should mention that when it came time to interview uh, for the position for general manager after Shirelli was fired, uh, I believe Bob Nicholson spoke to 12 to 14 different people, interviewed 12 to 14 different people. Alright, so just wanted to get that point across before he ultimately hired Ken Holland. Keep going, uh, KJM. So on the analytics, I think I think that's fair. Good organizations use it and uh, could be an area of improvement. I don't know to what degree this current regime is currently invested on that front. Next point you want in the bank.
3: No, really, really, that was just it. There's, there's, there's so much more to talk about. But you know, being as that we have this cap space available to us, I think it's just really important to spend well. And uh, you know to to try to improve that five on five play and to give some secondary scoring support, I think that we've got you know abundance of riches coming through the pipeline. The only other thing that I would say is that if we could find some players out there that have a little bit more uh, postseason experience and poise to go along with you know being uh, a quality five on five player that can contribute to the team, uh, I think that uh, you know that that might help in some of the situations that we've we saw in, in at least a couple of the games here in the playoffs you know the the uh top players are certainly going to you know develop that within the game they've got the character to to have that sort of stuff but if you if you had some you know support around them that uh that could add a little bit more to that from from their experience i think that that would be helpful too
0: thanks kjam let's go to brian on the River Creek resort casino hotline on line three brian i think you want to talk about off-season additions acquisitions is that right
4: Hey, Bob. Yeah, that's uh, it there. it's kind of my main points there. So I just wanted to say I've been a diehard Oilers fan since my uh, first game. That was October 1st, 1999. Does uh, that day mean anything to you? Is
0: that Wayne Gretzky retirement night?
4: Yes, that was my first Oilers game, and I live in Hamilton, and I've been hooked since, and I've been made fun of ever since that day, but it's well worth the pain. Um, so basically, I just want to talk about two uh, targets I'd like to go for in the offseason. Uh, Jaden Schwartz. If he gets the free agent market, I think he'd be a good fit veteran guy, not too old. Uh, What kind of contract do you think he'd be looking at? Do you think he'd be looking around the same kind of number as Nuge, five by five? Does that sound about right for Schwartz?
0: I think Nuge is looking for higher than that, and I think you're right on Schwartz in terms of what the actual range is for them. I believe that St. Louis might have been quietly shopping him at the deadline just to see what the valuation was in him out there.
4: Okay, I just think he'd be a good fit with McDavid. He's a pretty solid player. He's got some uh, speed. And then uh, my uh, opinion for the third-line center is I know he's a little bit older now. What about Ryan Getzlaff? He's, the last four years, he's been 52% yeah. on the faceoff circle. I know he's older. He's not as quick. But if you could play him with McLeod and McLeod's speed to kind of counteract that, what do you think about that? Or Getzlaff
0: coming back to home? Uh, I love Ryan Getzlaff. I think he's going to stay in Southern California. But I I love him. You got a guy, right? Are you you still in the hammer right now? Are you still in Ontario? Unfortunately, I am. Yeah, you got got a guy right now playing in that market in Toronto that uh, several teams are going to be in on because I think he's going to be on the Canadian Olympic team, and that's Zach Hyman. That is going to be a player. With all due respect to Jaden Schwartz, I think like and the Leafs are going to have the first crack to re-sign him. And something's got to something's got to give this summer. They have no cap space, right? You can't be paying Hyman two point three million and pay liner six point nine. I'm sorry, Hyman's like so. That's going to be a guy I'm going to be watching. Thanks for the call, Brian. Okay. Nope. No problem. And just one more quick question there, Bob.
4: And with yeah. the Oilers getting eliminated, where would they be picking, roughly? Do you think they'd have a oh. chance of getting Sebastian Costa if he is around there, around the 20 range in the draft?
0: I think Costa's going somewhere 12 to uh, 18, 12 through 18 oh. in the draft. Okay? Oh, okay, sounds good. Thanks, Bob. You bet. Not former defenseman Mark on line four. Mark on line four. You're on Oilers now. How are you doing? Robert, I'm angry. I uh, look... I'm more sad than angry,
1: i got to tell you. Uh, I remember around this time many years ago, I had to leave my office and call you and scream into the phone because the Oilers traded Taylor Hall in a one-for-one deal. And we're still feeling the ramifications of those deals it's secondary scoring and five-on-five play outside of McDavid and Seidel are what did this team in. And I feel like Tippett has to be better, and I feel like Holland has to be better, and I feel like Nicholson has to go. All right, that is where I'm at. You know, Nicholson, he made a burger. He opened the... He opened the Rogers plate. Time to move on. But Tippett's game management brings up some serious questions. Um, and he's a, generally brought the Oilers to a better place than they were before. Yep. But he has to do some soul searching. Maybe it's because he didn't trust the players that he had, and then that's on unhauled. But those two guys have to start thinking a little bit out of the box, especially Holland in a flat cap world on how we're going to improve the bottom six of this team. Because for many years, the Oilers had 12 bottom six or nine bottom six forwards and Doug Waite and Ryan Smith. Mm -hmm. And now we have two players that were touched by God and we can't surround them with players who can even play even in the bottom six it is a killer we need to spend appropriately and i gotta tell you it breaks my heart and it fills my heart to see taylor hall and jordan eberly two players we could desperately use today doing so well in the playoffs last thing before i go what's really important congratulations darnell nurse whatever happened yesterday in comparison to what happened to you today so let's put it all in perspective all
0: let's- right thanks mark hey. gotta get, yep gotta get some other guys in we i've not heard from while well, we haven't taken calls forever i haven't heard from Sirius Gord from a couple of years i'm glad he's still above ground uh out of innesvale alberta Sirius Gord. how you doing my man
5: i'm good buddy can you hear me okay
0: yes yes i can okay um- uh, it's been
5: less than a couple of years, Come on. Uh, excellent call just there. Uh, kudos. Uh, I'll refrain from my comments on management for another day, perhaps. But I just want to work through the math, if it's okay, Bob. Yes. We have, we have 15 spots
0: to fill next year, right? 15? I don't know if there's that many. But anyways, go ahead.
5: 15 RFA, 15 RFA, 50, uh, UFA. Okay. Um, 22 million in cap. I know you say we could get to 25. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Maybe I don't see if the league minimum is 750 that you're signing. Let's
0: say you sign 10 guys for eight and a half, eight hundred and fifty thousand half, 850 thousand each. You're left That's, with they won't be right. signing. They won't be signing 10 guys for 700, $750,000. Yeah, they won't. they let's say they'll sign two say, or three guys <laughs> like that. Yep.
5: Yeah, let's, let's say on average 850. I'm being generous here. I think it's going to be a higher number than that for those 10 guys. That leaves you five roster spots at $13.5 million. Two of those roster spots are Larson and Hopkins. So you're going to go out and fill out the roster with maybe uh, hiring four more or three more guys for a million and a half bucks? I don't see how that's good depth. I don't, I, uh, you know, Hall, I don't think Holland's a terribly good GM. But even if he was, I don't see how he can work that budget. I just don't see it. And I I don't know where people get off and saying that there's lots of cap room. There's not. For 15 players? No way. Just not there, man. So my concern is that we're going to be in the same position, start of the year next year, with all kinds of questions about depth, no cap room, and and, an even older roster in certain spots that we really need some youth. And I don't know how they get out of this jam. I really don't.
0: all right, well, we'll see what ultimately comes for fruition. Uh, we're going to go to – got to get one more in here, Andy, on line number uh, five. Andy, you're going to get the last word for the callers on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. What do you got? Okay,
2: Bob, I want to sum it up. It uh, was a, just the best year for the Oilers. My brother and I enjoyed every game. We were sitting last night at 1230 thinking, wow, what an amazing year. Uh All I'm going to say is looking forward with the talent we have, uh, Broberg, uh, Bouchard coming, Holloway. I don't know if there's a team in the NHL that has a brighter future. I see zero chance of this team regressing. Uh, This team can only get better. That's the only, the the silver lining today, it it was a crushing loss. But I know tomorrow, tomorrow and next year, the Oilers are
1: just going to be better and better.
0: better and better and who knows how good we're going to be bob all right uh thanks for that it is, uh, we got a couple of pieces of business here to do in the final uh, three minutes of the show here. It's 1.51 currently in Edmonton. Special thanks to all the callers that took time to reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We go to list and orders history for Dennis and Jason Laliberti and New West Travel, and we're going to go back to 1985, and here's Brendan Escott. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals. Wayne Gretzky scores a first-period hat-trick and then adds a helper, while Paul Coffey had four assists on route to a 4-3 win over Philadelphia at Northlands. <laughs> Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. Into the Oilers Now Prospect Report, brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry. A legacy of excellence. Make sure your new dream home or custom renovation is a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. And today we're going to look at Logan. Stankoven. Brendan, you want to handle this one or you want me to do it? I've, I've got some stats open. He's a pretty pretty productive player immediately. He was drafted early in the first round of the WHL Bantam draft by the, the Kamloops Blazers. He is a Kamloops product and actually used to sharpen his skates once upon a time at the old uh, sports shop there, Players Bench downtown. So Jackson at 5'8", 170, but he's got a wicked scoring, touch. 29 goals in his rookie season, 48 points, uh, and 10 points in, uh, in six games played before he headed off to the U18 tournament where he was... Is an alternate captain, so it looks like probably because of his size, Bob might get bumped to, towards the second half of the draft lottery portion of the picks, but uh, it looks like he's going to have a real solid scores touch, and we know how productive those smaller guys can be in today's NHL. Very quickly, uh, Wayne Gretzky has just tweeted out uh, the following. With great appreciation, I wanted to let everybody know that I've decided to step away as vice chairman of the Edmonton Oilers Effective today. The Oilers, their fans, and the city of Edmonton have meant the world to me and my family for over four decades, and that will never end. Given the pandemic and other life changes, I realize I'll not be able to dedicate the time nor effort needed to support this world-class organization. Uh, again, this from Wayne Gretzky, I want to thank Daryl and Renee Cates, their family, and the entire team for all their support and friendship uh over these last several years and wish them nothing but success that coming from wayne gretzky again uh stepping down in his role as vice chairman of the edmonton oilers uh which is obviously going to uh, perhaps queue up some rumors as well that uh, wayne will end up in television possibly on a role with tnt uh We've been privileged enough to have Wayne probably on the show once every uh, about six weeks here on uh, Oilers Now. At this time, uh, we're going to tell you, Reed Wilkins got inside Sports Night. He's going to have a ton from what used to be known as Garbage Bag Day. Uh, The end of the year availabilities are currently taking place tomorrow. Brian Lott for the, the NHL Network for Mattress Superstore. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook, followed by Rob Breckenridge uh, from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 afternoons from Jayla Thank you, everybody, for listening and participating in today's edition of Oilers Now.